climate change. Nowhere is safe. More extreme rainfall can happen anywhere, anytime. Climate scientist Ralph Tuomi commenting on a new study that found human-linked climate change the aggravating factor in this summer's deadly floods in Europe. On Wall Street, ahead of the open, the Dow is up 22 points. This is CBS News. This is Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. Treat yourself to an all-new season of E.T. starting Monday, September 13th. Go to etonline.com for where to watch. Looking to make improvements around your home? I'm Richard McCann with your Easy Fix Moment. When's the last time you had your HVAC serviced? Most people don't realize they're supposed to have it done twice a year. That way you're getting all the efficiency you paid for. Save some money around your home. Have your contractor come out and service your HVAC for the new season. Brought to you by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. You can earn 3% cash back on online shopping, making the essentials even more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. Syntec is back and better than ever at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec is a premium full synthetic motor oil at an affordable price. Right now, get five quarts of Syntec full synthetic and a Wix filter for just $31.99. Plus, earn double O rewards points. Minimize friction, heat, and wear on your engine with Syntec full synthetic motor oil exclusively at O, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Theft or attempted fraud? Police have recovered hundreds of recall election ballots in Southern California. Police in Torrance are trying to figure out how a man ended up with more than 300 stolen recall ballots. Sergeant Mark Ponigalek. There's two questions we need to answer in this investigation. Is one, how did those ballots end up in his vehicle and what was his intent with those ballots? The ballots were not tampered with. They were still sealed in their envelope. It wasn't like the ballot had already been filled out and in the return envelope. The L.A. County Registrar says people missing ballots will get new ones in the mail. The recall election next month will decide Governor Gavin Newsom's fate in office. Monica Ricks, CBS News. And finally, the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace is back. After 18 months of pandemic-induced absence, the guards return a significant symbol of Britain's slow march back to normalcy after more than a 130,000 COVID deaths. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. Are you a true crime super fan? Join award-winning 48 Hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty on the My Life of Crime podcast. Name the 2021 Digiday Best Podcast. Each episode pulls you straight into the investigations, including a New York City after party gone horribly wrong, a cold-blooded teen killer looking for a retrial, and more. Season 3 coming this fall. Follow My Life of Crime on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code SKY, S-K-Y, for this amazing special. Join Kevin Dunnigan and Troy Bolin all season long for the Hewite Honda Football Friday Night Post Game Show. Immediately after the Athens County Game of the Week, join the guys for analysis, information, entertainment, and giveaways throughout the show. Have a question about a game in the area? Driving back from a football game? Call in at 740-592-1055 or toll free at 1-888-592-1055. It's the Hewite Honda Football Friday Night Post Game Show. 
Friday nights on 105.5 FM, Power 105. Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. My wife Carrie and I are the owners of the pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day. Just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ Radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from the pharmacy. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Are you struggling to pay out-of-pocket Medicare costs? Your deductibles, co-payments, and prescription medication can really add up. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can help you navigate confusing sign-ups and help you save money. Medicare savings programs such as extra help or low-income subsidy are available. Call 1-800-331-2644 for free over-the-phone assistance with enrollment. No waiting, no travel, just one phone call. That's 1-800-331-2644. At Ohio Health, we'd like to remind you that the health issues you faced before the pandemic haven't just gone away. That cancer screening you needed, well, you still need it. Your bad knee's not going to replace itself. And when life as you know it stopped, your medical needs didn't. It's time to take back your health safely. And just like always, Ohio Health is here to help you do it. Visit OhioHealth.com to find out more. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really, I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. America's infrastructure connects our communities and makes our nation work. These systems are vital to our everyday lives and Ohio's economy. That's why Senator Rob Portman led the way in passing legislation that makes critical investments in Ohio's roads, bridges, and electricity systems. Critical investments in the infrastructure that makes America and Ohio great. Here's Senator Portman on C-SPAN. Because it is landmark and needed legislation in fixing our nation's roads, bridges, railroads, our ports, our waterways, our electrical grid, our broadband network, and more. It will be a lasting bipartisan achievement to help the people we represent. Repairing our roads and bridges, upgrading electrical systems, and increasing access to information systems is good for our families, good for America, and good for our future. Thank you, Senator Portman, for leading the way on a real infrastructure plan that rebuilds America and invests in Ohio. Thank you for voting to invest in us. Learn more at letsinvestinus.com. Paid for by Citizens for Responsible Energy Solutions. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Talking with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and athletic director at Inept Tech. And Coach, when we spoke with you recently, I don't think we really established where your school is located. 
where everybody knows where it is. It's right here in town, and everybody probably goes by it twice a day, once on the way to work, once when they're coming back home. It's located right downtown, out there at the corner of Tivit River Streets, and of course everybody that knows where the Tamachamp building is, it's right by there. And I assume you have a stadium adjacent to your campus. Uh, well, no, it's right next door. Can you tell us something about your facility over there? Well, I can tell you about the stadium, if that's what y'all want to know. Of course, uh, this goes back to 1937 when a boy what was in my class, you know, I went to NAP Tech. You probably didn't know that. But no, I really didn't. I, that's right. I was a graduate of uh, NAP Tech a long time ago, and there was a feller in my class named of, uh, Sheldon Steverson, and uh, Sheldon went on to be a big career as a doctor. I don't know what kind of doctor he was, but he made a lot of money, and he decided to give it back to his old school in the form of a stadium. And, uh, of course, uh, back then, stadium stadiums cost a little more than what he thought and he run out of money about halfway through building that stadium and old Shell bless his heart he wanted to give all his money to the stadium so even though we only got it half half finished we wanted to name it after him so we now play in the half shell stadium and I'll be back with coach turf in just a moment and the art turf show is proudly sponsored by icy cold slushies cherry slushies from Larry's Doghouse. Back with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and athletic director here at Inept Tech. And Coach, we've established that your oysters play in the Half Shell Stadium. I see a lot of black and gray hanging around the campus here. Are they school colors? Well, that's right. You know, that's about as basic as you can get. We wanted to go with one of these here basic colors. We didn't like all them pink purple and turquoise and paisley and all them other psychedelic type colors we wanted to go with the basic colors for the basic program and i'm a basic kind of guy coach turf i was noticing that uh, your team's nicknames are the oysters i just wonder if you have a, a mascot an oyster mascot for your athletic teams well no uh, you know we went down to the five and dime uh, looking for oyster costumes and you know we couldn't find none uh Seem like uh, nobody makes them anymore. I don't know if they used to make them and they stopped making them or what. So I guess we had to go with another mascot. And, and dog, if we didn't come up with one, we wanted to come up with, with an original mascot, a mascot what nobody else has. And so we could, wait a minute, I got him right over here. Uh, Benny. Here, here he is. What is that, coach? Well, that's uh, Benny, Benny 17. He's our bullfrog mascot. And, uh, Benny uh, has one problem though. He like, wait a minute, Benny, where are you going there, boy? Benny, what happened to him, Coach? Well, uh, I guess we're gonna be looking for Benny 18. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Did I miss something there, Benny 18? Yeah. What? Because Benny 17 apparently bit the dust there. He apparently had an accident and oh. was, was either gone, ran off, or 
didn't survive the accident. Okay. Well, I mean, (laughs) that part seemed obvious. I just wish there was a pun or something. I didn't that I missed. Oh, well. Good morning, folks. (laughs) It's the 24th day of August, 2021. Yes, indeed. August 24th. And uh, today is National Waffle Day. National Peach Pie Day. Yum. Only three things today. The last one being National Maryland Day. Like the state of Maryland. Mm Mm-hmm. Waffle Day, Peach Pie Day, and Maryland Day. So be it. Yes. See here, something just popped into my mind, and equally fast it left. And boy, it bugs me when that happens. Anyway, was it about peach pie? A good peach pie somewhere? No, no, a good I waffle somewhere? I don't think so. Something about Maryland, where you used to live. Somebody used to live there. Yeah. I'm just throwing out suggestions no, here. Thank you, but it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Um, let's see, August 24th, what else has happened on this date? Let's look at the historical events, all right? So in the year 79, that's a while ago, believed until, until 2018 to be, to be the date of the massive eruption of St. Start again. I've got um, okay, seventy nine. The year seventy nine, believed until just recently, twenty eighteen, to be the date of the massive eruption of Mount Vesuvius, which, of course, back then buried the cities of Pompeii, Herculaneum, Herculaneum. There we go. Oplantis and Stabiae. Anyway, killing untold thousands of people. But the latest evidence suggests the eruption occurred after 17 October rather than August 24th. When it's that far back, how much difference can a few days make? But um, if I were a true historian, that'd be a big deal, I guess. Uh, maybe, yep. In the year 410, Rome was overrun by Visigoths under Alaric the I. Before I go any further... Folks, you know I do my best on these pronunciations. Um, So bear with me. Anyway, uh, so let's do the whole thing again. In the year 410, Rome was overrun by the Visigoths under Alaric I for the first time in nearly 800 years. 
and there's a common, and they say, seen as the fall of the Western Roman Empire. 1516, getting a lot closer. Like 1,100 years. No. <laughs> we just advanced 1,100 years. Yeah, now that that would be significant in as opposed to a few days. Yes. The Battle of Marg... Marge Jabik, Dabik. Okay, I'll spell this M A R J space D A B I Q. The Ottoman forces decisively beat the Mamluk Sultanate. So you're having a challenge today, aren't you? With those names. Thus far, let's see if it gets any better. 1572, St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre of, uh, of Protestants by Roman Catholics begins in Paris and later spreads to the French provinces. That one wasn't so bad. 1662, the Act of Uniformity requires English to accept the Book of Common Prayer. Eighteen fourteen, British forces capture Washington D.C. and destroy many landmarks. What year was that? Eighteen fourteen. Eighteen fourteen. That was it's after all part of what what they're calling the War of eighteen twelve. Yeah, I guess many years after the signing of the Declaration. Eighteen sixty eight, France becomes the world's fifth thermonuclear power with the detonation of Mururora Mururoa Yeah, I guess I said that. Mururoa Atoll in the South Pacific. Well, next we typically do famous birthdays. Let's do that today, too. Um, we got four to mention. I'm sure there's many, many more. Um, first three fellas, um, are no longer with us. William Wilberforce. He was born on this date in 1759. He died in 1833. He was a British politician, philanthropist, and leader of the movement to abolish the slave trade, a native of Kingston upon Hull, Yorkshire. He began his political career in 1780, eventually becoming an independent member of the Parliament for Yorkshire, or Yorkshire, however you prefer. Okay, let's, let's talk for a minute. Because as you were saying that, I, I got to thinking. And folks, this is going to show you that uh, history was one of my uh, weakest subjects, we'll say. Slavery. When I think of the term, I think of the United States 
in the early days, right? Um, and then that, that it was abolished and so on. Slavery, I often think of certain races being um, recruited. Not recruited is not the right word, but uh, engaged in sl- in being slaves, right? So this Mr. William Wilberforce was in England, right? Yes. Okay. So is slavery unique to the United States? No. Now, you're not a historian either, but I think you're better than I am. Has slavery existed everywhere? Uh, it was it was in many countries. Uh, for instance, Haiti, uh, which declared independence from France in 1804, became the first nation in the Western Hemisphere to unconditionally abolish slavery. So there were many other countries uh, involved, and it goes on to say the last country to uh, abolish slavery is uh, Mauritania. Uh, it happened. Uh, it didn't happen until 1981. 81. Yeah. So the first country now, was 1804, and the last 1981. Is there? Um, so go if uh, hopefully you have access to this. So the first country to have it was which again? Haiti. And who was it that were slaves there? Uh, let me see if I can find anything on that. Was it um, <clears throat> a particular nationality? Was it a particular race? Was, uh, they Was it, uh, you know what I mean. They came uh, from places such as Senegal to the Congo on the African continent. Well, so there were many countries there between those two countries just mentioned. I, I I don't even know what I'm going after here, but I'll just blurt it out and see how badly I do. Have white people ever been slaves in the sense of to a nation or to a... Um, well, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, the article I'm looking at says Europeans were also slaves, and research suggests that white slavery was much more common than previously thought. Okay. So in the on the European continent. So in in an answer, yes. Yes. Well, anyway, so all of this was started because of William Wilberforce. And what did we say he was? Uh, He was a member of the English Parliament that uh, first moved to abolish slavery there. Okay. 
Now, back to the white slavery thing, a new study is suggesting that a million or more European Christians were enslaved by Muslims Mm. in North Africa between 1530 and 1780, a far greater number than had ever been estimated before. Uh, This comes from a book by a history professor at Ohio State University. 250 years they're saying that that happened. Yeah. Robert Davis is the professor of history at Ohio State that developed a uh, unique methodology to calculate the number of white Christians who were enslaved along Africa's Barbary Coast, arriving at a much higher slave population estimates than any previous studies had found. Well, we, we got off track a little bit. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, several famous birthdays, William Wilberforce being the first. And he died on the, I'm sorry, born on this day in 1759, died in 1833. Now, the next person we have to mention, Carlo Gambino, born in 1902, died in 1976. Yeah, I'm going to say he was say, a mobster. Yeah, I'm going to guess that just based on his name. And this, isn't that terrible on my <laughs> oh, part? Is, yeah, isn't that judgmental and stereotypical yeah. of us? Well, yes. Yeah. But are we right? Yes, oh, we okay. are. Carlo Gambino was an Italian-American crime boss of the Gambino crime family. After the Appalachian meeting in 1957 and the imprisonment of Vito Genovese in 1959, Gambino took over the commission of the American Mafia until his death from a heart attack on October 15, 1976. A heart attack. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. <clears throat> Um, so he he dodged the hot lead, as Coach Wren used to refer to it as. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now uh, third out of four, uh, Yasser Arafat, who was born in 1933, died in 2004. Yasser Arafat. Yeah, he was a former uh, prime uh, chairman of the PLO, actually, uh, Palestine Liberation organization uh he was that chairman from 16 1969 until 2004 and then he was the president of the palestinian national authority from 1994 to 2004 um just in a in a statement i always had the opinion he was a good guy um well, he won a Nobel Peace, uh, Peace Prize, so yeah. uh, Good. he was... Well, I guess that verifies it. Yeah, awarded so. to him, Shimon Perez, and Yitzhak Rabin for their efforts to create peace in the Middle East, the Nobel Peace Prize in 1994. The fourth birthday we have to uh, mention today, and as I said, we could do dozens and dozens, but that is uh, someone who's alive. Celebrating his 61st birthday, Cal Ripken Jr. Ah, yes. Cal Ripken Jr., he was a professional baseball player. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, played his entire career in the Baltimore Orioles organization in Major League Baseball. He surpassed Lou Gehrig's consecutive game games played streak 
Lou Gehrig played 2,130 straight games, if I'm not mistaken, and Kyle Ripken uh, passed that during his career. Um, But Ripken did it uh, kind of a way, I don't know if you want to call it a backdoor way. Yeah, he played a lot of games in a row, but there were games that he would just come in and pinch hit. You know, he'd have one one plate appearance, one at bat, and that was considered a consec- part of a consecutive game. I don't think Gehrig ever did that. But it's when Ripken did it, it still counts as he played in that game. Okay. Um, let's see here. We've got uh, two famous deaths to uh, mention today, according to Associated Press. Uh, Getulio Vargas, V-A-R-G-A-S. Now, he was born in 1883, but died on this date in 1954. Getulio Dornelis G.J. Vargas, also known by his initials G.V. That would be easier to say, wouldn't it? After all that, yes. Yeah. (laughs) And nicknamed the father of the poor was a Brazilian lawyer and politician who served as the 14th and also the 17th president of Brazil from 1930 to 1945 and from 1951 to 1954. And the other one today, Richard Attenborough, um, born in 1923, died on this date in 2014. Richard Attenborough was an English actor, filmmaker, and entrepreneur. He was the president of the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, as well as the life president of Chelsea FC. Would that be a soccer team? Chelsea FC football club? Um, I think so. Um, Hey, I've got some more information on Mount Vesuvius, if we could share it real quickly. Go for it. The question came up, is it still active? Well, the last eruption was in March of 1944 during World War II. It is located in Italy, uh, for those folks trying to figure out where it is. It is still much, uh, very much an active active stratovolcano and uh, the fact the city could uh, within the city of Naples and uh, they say the city could be destroyed in two and a half minutes makes the volcano one of the most studied and precariously watched in the world it is on the list of the world's most dangerous volcanoes mm-hmm. uh, number one on the list is Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines Mount Agung in Bali, Mount Fuji in Japan. Uh, here's Mount Vesuvius, Italy, and uh, Rick Jones in Iceland. That one I haven't heard of. And Mount Etna in Sicily. Well, um, it's amazing how many volcanoes are just, what do you call it? Hanging in there. Kind of uh, dormant right now, but still active. They're there, but they're not 
doing anything uh, particularly awful, and yet they could at any moment. Yeah, according to this uh, report, the lava on Mount Vesuvius uh, it, it is 154 miles below its crater. Wow. Think of that. I mean, that's yeah. as far as, what, from here to Cincinnati? Think of the energy required to propel that up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And how long does it take us to drive to Cincinnati? Three hours? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Depending on your your speed limits. But, yeah. Let me, um, let's, let's move on just a bit. Okay. Um, today, Tuesday, of course, folks, it is... Um, the 24th of August. Um, I really, uh, I have people that tell me when I see them at, when at a rest, local restaurant or when I'm out and about that they do appreciate our statistical updates for the COVID situation. Um, I truly don't know how helpful they are. It seems that sometimes my interpretation of the numbers doesn't agree with yours. I look at a certain number and I say, gee, I think that's a bit of an improvement and somebody else disagrees or thinks it looks worse. Um, I'm just trying to do the best I can here to keep us informed. Let's go with, um, let's, let's do the numbers. Athens County. Um, we've had 23 new cases in the last you have to remember these figures are always 24 hours old, okay? Or, or, or a little bit more. But as of 2 p.m. yesterday, which was Monday, and 2 p.m. Sunday, the day before, we've had 23 new cases of COVID. Today at 2, I'll update this again, and that'll be for the 24-hour period of Monday at 2 p.m. to Tuesday at 2 p.m. You understand? Yeah. Okay. But uh, 23 new cases yesterday. The total number of cases in our county that, that brought it to... 5,483 cases. Now, what I always try to do is be positive in nature. So, 5,228 have recovered. I think that's a very positive statement. We've had 60 deaths, but that 60 number has been steady for, I'm going to say, two weeks or better. 
That's good news. Our vaccination rate, um, we're up to um, 44.3% of our county has been vaccinated. Um, You've heard me say before, and many of you disagree, but please. I hope you can change your mind. But you've heard me say, please get vaccinated. Now, the big story this morning, it happened yesterday is that after months of waiting, the FDA has granted full approval to the Pfizer vaccine. And what we're talking about is for some younger folks, younger than previously used for, as well as a third dose. Right? Yes. And we'll get into that story in a little bit. So, um, I believe there are 218 people, um, active cases in our county. State of Ohio. Um... Let's see here. Okay. Cases thus far. 1,183,761. So 10%, 10.13% of our state's population have had or have COVID. Now, of that 1,183,000, how many were just new yesterday? 2,775. Now, if you look at the trends, that number had been lower for a while until this new thing, the Delta variant, surfaced. And since then, that number has been larger again. New cases. How many are actively dealing with it right now in our state? 72,433 people. That's 6.1% of our, I'm sorry, of our state's population. Of the 72,000, Uh, 8,688 are in ICUs. 55,663 are either in a different hospital setting or possibly being recovered, recovering at home. Now, how many have recovered from it, period? Like they're back at it again. 
1,111,323. So 93.88% of those that have contracted it are considered over it. The death rate in the state of Ohio as of yesterday, and it's been steady for a few days, 20,689, which is 1.75%. I haven't mentioned this for a while, and it's not terribly important, but it's still statistics. The median age of the person contracting the illness, 41. That's the median age. Uh, it seems to be that 46% of the cases are male, 53% are female. Think I did the state well enough? Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the nation. By the way, it's uh, 16 minutes before the hour. In the United States, of course, we have 332, almost 333 million people living here. Uh, Yesterday, there were 75,575 new cases, bringing the total to 38,726,389, which is 11.63% of our nation's population has contracted COVID in some fashion. 11.6%. Death rate yesterday was um, 313 in the U.S. By the way, the day before it was 859. Those death rates kind of move around. And uh, I know that's, you know, that's a 500-person drop. Don't, uh, uh, there can be a 600-person jump, too. Um, I'm I'm sorry to tell you that. But um, death rate has increased, again, with the Delta business on general terms. But 313 new deaths yesterday. The death rate as a whole for the nation. We have 645,791 deaths. That's 1.67% of our population. Wait a minute, let me think about that. No, that's not correct. That is 1.67% of those who caught it 
have passed. <clears throat> Presently, there are 7,531,820 active cases. That represents just shy of 20% that have caught it. So the good news is 78.88% of those who have gotten it are now recovered. That number is 30,548,778. I know statistics are tough to do on the radio. One more section, and that is the world itself. We've got 7.8 billion people, well, almost 7.9 billion people living in our, our, our world. It began here November 19th of 2019. Yesterday, worldwide, we had 458,993 new cases. The day before less than half that number. The day before that, more than that number. I mean, it just... Some of it is the the way the information is turned in by the various official bureaus. Yeah. But yesterday, 458,993 new cases. Bringing the total now to 213,169,405. Okay, what's that represent of the world's population? 2.7%. There were 6,847 new deaths yesterday. The day before that, half that number. Will it go back down again? Of course. It just fluctuates. Um, so the total number of people that have died worldwide, this is a staggering figure though. 4,451,000 4, Five hundred and fifteen people in our world have now died from COVID, which represents two point zero nine percent of our world's population. Wow. Currently active, we have seventeen thousand nine hundred sixty-six thousand nine hundred sixty-seven thousand, I guess. Um, and recovered eighty-nine Four eight percent of those that have gotten it have recovered now. That number a hundred and ninety million seven hundred and fifty one thousand and change. Okay, here's one thing I haven't done. Vaccinations. Uh, in the Athens County, forty four point two nine percent are vaccinated. So not quite half. In the state of Ohio, 51.26, so just over half. In the U.S., 
51.08%. Again, and, and by the way, this is fully vaccinated now. 51 in uh, a scunch percent. Worldwide, fully vaccinated, 24.5%. When you look at um, oh, the countries themselves, there are perhaps, I'm just, I didn't count, and every day it changes the one or two. But there are maybe 19 countries that have a higher percentage rate of vaccination than we. I think that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Okay, let me set my report aside. Interesting numbers. You know, it kind of shows how the which way the trends are going as well with both uh, you know the the infections, the passings, and also you know the vaccinations to I, see which way things are going. I have no expertise in this area, as you well know. I'm merely a radio host here, but. <clears throat> I will have to say that while the Delta variant, and I guess we've all been approved here in the next month or two to get a third shot, which is supposed to be a booster, a booster, and also deal more specifically with the Delta. Yeah. Especially with those who have. Uh, compromised immune systems. They are highly recommending the booster shot for those folks that do have the immune system issues. Let me see if I can... I had a thought and then I lost it. Um, Well, anyway... Oh, oh, I got it back. The Delta variant can make you very sick. Yes. But it is my observation, and we could have our great friend Dick Gaskell call us up and say, you're entirely wrong, Dave. But it is my observation that the Delta thing has fewer deaths. than simply COVID outright. It can make you very sick. It's very lethal too, very highly contagious. Okay, lethal I think of as being deadly. But contagious is a different word in my mind. Yes, it is. And contagious, yes. But my initial statement, I would disagree with lethal. Anyway, so let's turn our attention to the New York Times these last six minutes. 
After months of waiting, the FDA has granted full approval to the Pfizer vaccine. Here's a headline that says, Above all, try something. The FDA's full approval of Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is already making a difference. Within hours of the announcement, which came yesterday, the Pentagon and several large companies and universities announced new vaccine mandates. President Biden, speaking at the White House yesterday afternoon, urged other organizations to follow. Quote, require your employees to get vaccinated or face strict requirements, he said. But the much-celebrated impact of the FDA's decision has a flip side. The months-long wait to reach this point has had large costs. It has delayed the hundreds of thousands of vaccinations that will now occur within military and elsewhere. The lack of full approval has meant that some Americans who are skeptical but not firmly opposed to it still haven't gotten a shot, fueling the spread of the Delta variant and causing many unnecessary deaths. Over the past week, about 1,000 Americans per day have died of COVID. And vaccination would probably have saved more than 95% of them. Think of that. Why then has the FDA been so slow to act? Just a minute here, folks. I've got something in my eye. So I'm rubbing my eye. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. I, I get it. Yeah. I thank you. I am sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Why then has the FDA been so slow to act? Well, the short answer is bureaucratic action. The FDA's leaders want to hew as closely to possible to their normal process for granting full approval to a vaccine. They bestowed emergency authorization on the COVID vaccines from uh, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson months ago so that Americans could begin receiving shots. In the meantime, the FDA spent months reviewing trial results before granting full approval to any COVID vaccine. Let me turn the page here, and if I can get my fingers to articulate, there we go. Um, anyway, let's skip through some of this. We're short on time. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it either. We are short on time. And we have a, a, a well, I'm short too. Um <laughs> On height, I mean. That's not what I was angling for. Well, but you but, brought uh, it out. Well, intentionally, you, and you, but and, you, and, you, and you ran and you ran with it. I did instead of just letting it go. We've had a song queued up here for time. five days. <laughs> yes, we have. That ranks number three 
uh, most popular song of all time. And it will be queued up again tomorrow. It will. It will. <laughs> and by the way, Thursday we have um, the sheriff. Rodney Smith. Rodney Smith will be joining us live. Yes. And it's always a pleasure to have him in. Yes, it is. Well, anyway, if you'd like to read more about uh, all of this, again... Uh, there may be a publication you prefer. Uh, I I tend to use the New York Times because I know some of the the authors, and I think they're pretty much. I know some would disagree, but I think they're pretty much right down the center in terms of opinions. Um, you have one good joke for us. Uh, where are they? I don't know. I, I don't either. I, I well, guess I did, we could I do an eye again. The eyes have it. Mm. Well, just my left eye at the moment. That's as well the left eye has it. Whether you're joining a... Let's see. I've, I've got a, a report about uh, housing and the real estate market in the current condition, and maybe we'll have a chance to get to it tomorrow. All right. Folks, uh, have a wonderful day out there. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be him. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H This is CBS News on the Hour. Presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. Do they stay or do they go? Today could be decision day on keeping U.S. troops in Afghanistan past next week's pullout deadline. CBS White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has more. The military has asked for an answer by today because it would take time for the 6,000 troops now at the Kabul airport to leave. The White House stresses that the speed of evacuations has increased significantly, and President Biden has said it's his objective to have the mission completed in advance of the August 31st deadline. CBS News confirms CIA Director Bill Burns met yesterday with the de facto leader of the Taliban. And the Taliban leadership has just repeated its position that staying past the deadline would be crossing a red line. The American people have been opening their hearts and their wallets to those Afghans who do make it out. WJZ-TV's Annie Rose Ramos is in Maryland. Donations pouring into Dar al-Taqwa Mosque in Ellicott City. The response was amazing, and this is not only the Muslim community, this is the community at large. Peanut butter diapers and pillows. U.S. and allied forces have airlifted out nearly 64,000 U.S. and Afghan civilians since July. Coronavirus. Will the FDA's full approval of Pfizer's COVID vaccine help America turn the corner on COVID? It's really how many people get vaccinated, how many people step up 